This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hey, everybody. You guys, my heart is heavy a little bit today. Um, just with this subject matter, I'm just thinking about, okay, so let's, first of all, I'll introduce what we're talking about. Hi, by the way, my name's Lizzie. (laughs) I'm the postpartum coach. I like to cut straight to the point. Sometimes I'm chatty. Sometimes I'm like, we need to just talk about this. Let's talk about it. I want to help you. Um, So postpartum rage and inherited anger patterns. What am I even talking about? Just to get clear, I'm talking about that fine line between um, abuse and just angry stuff. So like you're not out to hurt your children. You have no honest intention of hurting anybody and you feel out of control. And sometimes when you're out of control, you might, you know, throw something or hit someone or just like kind of the more one time scattered here and there type of stuff that, um, leaves you feeling really crappy afterwards because you're just like, what the hell? Like, why, why am I behaving like this? And I never, ever, ever, ever want to do anything like that ever to my kids. Like, or that was really scary. That could have turned into something worse. Like, and it's these moments, postpartum rage is when you see almost like an animalistic something coming out of yourself and you're just like, whoa, um, that's scary. And I don't ever want to do that again. You can actually be traumatized by your own, your own self in these moments of, of craziness. It's kind of like how somebody that might be bipolar could feel sometimes when they, they switch from like maybe their more normal day-to-day personality. And then they're in this other personality for a while. And then they come back to their normal personality and they're like, and I don't claim to know what it's like for somebody that experiences bipolar. So, um, if that's you, like, please know that I, this is probably a really imperfect example I'm giving here, but Um, I imagine that when you'd come back, you would just feel like, you know, that could just be so traumatizing sometimes to see yourself be so different. And maybe you get used to it after a while, but with postpartum rage, it's new. Um, and maybe it's kind of like, you know, your normal anger, but just on steroids. And, um, a lot of the times we start to think, okay, it's, it must be hormones or, you know, maybe I didn't get enough sleep last night. And while those sorts of things are worth considering, what I want to focus on today is what I believe is at the heart of um, postpartum rage and other out-of-control reactions. We're going to be talking about the, the fact that this is passed down in a, in a large sense. So one of the reasons you're so surprised when you behave these ways is because you might not have memories of it, of your parents teaching you this way in your conscious mind, but your subconscious does, or maybe it wasn't a parent, maybe it was a grandparent or somebody that you modeled after and learned from. You might not physically in your mind remember, but emotionally and energetically and, and in your body, you do remember. And sometimes postpartum um, with this raginess, that childhood trauma, you can almost like be reliving it as a way to try to comfort yourself, as a way to try to grasp because you genuinely don't know what else to do. So, um, 
if you're there, this podcast is for you. This podcast is for you. And it doesn't even have to be super postpartum. This can just be rage in general. This can just be anger reactions. Okay. Um, what I want to talk about today is what, what I want to do is I want to offer a few thoughts. I will say most of the time we tend to, when we see this in ourselves, we tend to do one of two things. Usually the first one, which is we kind of shut down. We, um, we get really alarmed and then we kind of just wait and, you know, we, we feel terrible about it. It's very exhausting and then it wears off and we don't actually go learn or do new things because when you're in shame, when you're feeling shame, that's not what you do. When you're feeling shame, you just want to hide and you don't want anyone to see you. You don't want to tell your husband, or if you do tell him, you might cut out some details. Um, you don't want to ask around to your friends or family. You don't want to seek out a professional's help, right? Um, now maybe you're not all the way in shame. Maybe you're somewhere along the shame spectrum where you're kind of like what, what one thing I've done before is kind of searching in the shadows on social media. So you're like saving Pinterest thingies or articles or, you know, reading people's posts and you're trying to teach yourself because you're still really ashamed about it. You're not willing to sit, to like come out clean with either your husband or, um, you know, a trusted somebody professional or anyone and just say like, here's what I do sometimes with my children. And I'm so ashamed of it. I get so out of control. So, um, you know, what I hope this, this episode is for you today is sort of like a, Oh my gosh, that was a lifeboat that I didn't even know I needed. I'm so glad she talked about this. I feel so safe with her and I'm going to go apply this immediately. And I want you to know, just disclaimer here, the podcast, this public podcast, I couldn't possibly teach you and help you apply how to do it. Helping people apply what's here on the podcast is something that I do in my program. It's something that's a paid feature and it's something that you want to pay for because it takes a lot more work and time. And so there's a lot more commitment. So that's, you can always go to lizzielangston.com forward slash membership if you get listening to this and you're like, okay, I don't want to just intellectually know this. I want to experience this with her, right? Like I want her to help me really apply this. Then that is what my coaching program is for. I can coach you one-on-one. I can coach you in the membership. I have my course. We've got you covered. So just go to lizzielangston.com forward slash membership. If at any time you want help applying this. Okay. All right. The first thing I want to share here that I'm pretty sure on some level you might believe, but on the level that it's most important, you probably don't because we get really perfectionistic because we're really ashamed and afraid of ourselves and our imperfections. Okay. So the first thing I want to share with you is that we were never meant to be perfect parents. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. 
loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. I have cried so many tears, you guys, as I, in my early motherhood days, asking God, why did you allow me to have kids when you knew I would go through all this and I'd be such a mess and so imperfect? Why didn't you direct me in my life to not get married and have children until I learned some of this stuff? And um, what I realized, because I am so drawn to that idea of like, let me just root out all of this from me first and then have kids. And that's so, you know, in, in one sense, how great would that be? But here's what I've decided is that that's not the plan. And you know that people who try to do that are still full of all sorts of stuff. So it's not like that ever actually works and happens anyway. Your kids were not meant to have perfect parents and you were not meant to be a perfect parent or person because parents are people too. It was never meant to be different than it is. And as much as we want to kick our feet and, and cry tears about it, we've just got to accept that. We were never meant to be perfect parents and your parents were never meant to be perfect parents. Now, little quick side note that I want to tell you because I addressed this in my course and I addressed this in my membership and it kind of goes hand in hand with what we're talking about. If you are really, really, really like trying to be perfect and you're not, and you're consistently disappointed about it. And you have, you probably have a lot of trauma towards your mom and or dad and parents. You probably have a lot from your childhood to clean up. So that's just a little hello. That might be work you also want to be doing in my course. I take you through managing the postpartum anxiety, rage, you know, depression, but then we do delve into inner child work. And, and so that's in my membership as well. Okay. But we were never meant to be perfect parents and it was never meant to be different than it is. And at some point I realized that Christ's Christ already fixed all of it. It's like any imperfection between the generations through the generations. There's so much of it. That's why he came. The plan accommodates that through the atonement of Jesus Christ. The second thing I want to share with you is that shame, this thing you do where you like totally beat yourself up. Let's, let's paint the picture here for a minute before I give you this next one. What, what does it look like for you? What did it look like for me when we have shame around our, our raginess and our inherited anger patterns? Um, like I said, we hide, we feel so terrible and we spiral out in our head. It, it, we withdraw from our children and from our family. And we also withdraw from any help. We withdraw from God. We, we isolate ourselves from God. We don't want to read the scriptures. We don't, church starts to feel like a joke. You start to feel unworthy. You start to become a shell, a shell of a human. You are cut off from any learning, any forgiveness, any uh, moving forward and healthy progression through the things. Okay. That's shame. Shame looks like thoughts like, why can't I just get over this? I can't believe I just did this. I'm so messed up. This was so messed up. This is so not okay. And by the way, it's okay to not accept these behaviors and to want to change them, but you can still accept yourself and not accept your behaviors. Does that make sense? Because you are not your behaviors, but shame says you're not acceptable. Your behaviors are not acceptable. You're not acceptable before God. You're not acceptable as a mother. You're not a good enough anything, right? So shame is an attack on all of you. And what we're going to talk about later is that just plain sadness, which is where I want you to shift to. And I'll, I'll tell you how to do that a little bit. Um, 
is 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 a different. It's it's more effective. So we'll we'll talk about that. Okay. So this thing you do where you tear yourself down after one of these episodes, it makes you the same as your ancestors and as your parents, as your mom or whoever it was that taught you, you know, and didn't show you a different way. Shame makes you a an ancestral repeater. Okay. And you can't go anywhere. It, it makes you the same as them. And that's the reason they didn't shame is change. The reason your parents were not able to change is because they stayed in a shame cycle. So not feeling shame and breaking out of a shame cycle is actually at the foundation of becoming a chain breaker or becoming somebody who breaks generational patterns. And I know that might be a big disappointment because you're like, how? Because I just feel so much shame all the time. So I'm going to teach you how as best I can, you know, in a one directional conversation over a broadcasted podcast. But again, if you want or need help, I encourage you to come to the membership. Okay. Um, let me teach you a little bit more about shame and then we'll talk about how to do it differently and what to do differently. So shame paralyzes your ability to learn new or different things. When you're shameful, you avoid, you feel crappy. You might even feel startled and then shameful. You might feel like scared and then shameful both. Um, and I, my heart goes out to you. If that's you, that was me for years, for years. And it was horrible. And I felt this nausea and this self-disgust that got so deep that I got depressed. And this was only a, a part of it, right? The other parts of it were, um, you know, my relationship with my mom that I'm working on and other parts of it were, um, just low sleep and hormones and other parts of it were, um, you know, the stress responses of the overwhelm of having a new baby and all of those things too. And childhood trauma that we all have, um, in my body that I didn't even know was there. So it's, it's, you know, it's multifaceted, but, um, ultimately you want to address the shame in order to move forward. A lot of times when you're in a shame cycle, you then busy yourself and it all, you work really hard to make yourself finally feel better. Maybe your husband consoles you. Maybe you just kind of wait it out or numb it with Netflix, but it's all still there under the surface. I know shame feels necessary, right? It feels like if we don't feel shame, then we're going to do it again. Shame feels and acts like, and for all intents and purposes, maybe even sometimes looks like and feels like it's separating you from the behavior that you detest and despise, but it's not. What shame does is it buries you in a grave of you are going to forever do this again. Even if you really hope you're not going to, you will. And it bonds you to the behaviors that you feel shame about. So hopefully at this point you're like, okay, yeah, this is going to need some cleaning. I got to figure out what to do. Here's my favorite thought that helps me come out of shame. And I truly believe this. And you might not right away today. And so maybe take it and marinate it on it for a week. Um, but I believe that you are forgiven instantly when you ask to be forgiven. When you feel godly sorrow and when you really, truly don't want something, you are forgiven. No matter how many times you've done it or how many times you will do it, you're forgiven instantly. Okay? And so 
that's something you can just play with. But I believe that um, in the spiritual realm, when you ask for something, it is given. Ask and you shall receive. When you ask for forgiveness, you receive forgiveness in that moment. Why would God hold, hold withhold forgiveness from you? Why would he do that? What does that serve? Who would that even serve? It doesn't, the answer is nobody. It serves nobody. But shame is how you withhold forgiveness from you. And you withhold God's, you know, the atonement of Jesus Christ from you and, you know, godly comfort. So let's talk about what we can do instead. And then again, I want to invite you to join my membership if, and if you, you know, to do more work on this. But here's what I want you to shift to is sadness. And let me tell you why. Shame does not accept you. It does not accept the behavior. And we don't want to accept the behavior, but we do want to accept us. Shame does not allow you to accept basically anyone. It doesn't allow you to accept where you're at. Okay. And we need to accept where we are. In Alcoholics Anonymous, AA, right? And and really many addiction recovery programs, it is that first step is I accept where I am. Now they do say, I accept that I can, you know, they say other things, but I'm going to just interpret that as right now we're saying, this is the first step is you've got to accept where you are. It doesn't mean that you accept this forever and that you're never going to change it and that you're saying it's acceptable and it's okay. But you're saying, I accept that this is where I'm starting. I accept the family that I came from and what I was fed, you know, emotionally and what I was and wasn't giving given as I grew up. I accept it. Okay. If you're an athlete, you know, the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. With Capella University's FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines, learn at your pace, and access most coursework from anywhere at any time. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. And what that does is you stop feeling so much shame and you start feeling more sad. This, let me tell you why this is a good thing. Sadness means you still accept you even if you don't accept the behaviors. Sadness means you accept what you were and were not taught. Okay, you don't love it and you're really working on adding to it and changing it, but you do accept it right now as it stands where it is. Okay, when you're sad, you accept you, you accept your parents. And from sadness, you can then get to curiosity, which eventually turns to learning new things which then turns to a little bit of change, which then turns to motivation, which then turns to more change, which then turns to transformation. This is how we do it. Let me say that again. You go from, usually I still do feel a little bit of shame like right in the moment, but I just know very well that shame doesn't take me where I want to go. So listen to this podcast a couple of times if you need to, 
come get some help if you need to, so that you're very clear that shame is not the answer. It's not actually doing what it feels like it's doing. It doesn't separate you from the behaviors. It binds you to them and it buries you with them. (laughs) Just like the last generation. Okay. Not saying they didn't try, but, um, to the extent that they had shame, they were not able to change. Just like to the extent that you have shame, you won't be able to change. It's like chains, chains, C-H-A-I-N-S, chains. Okay, but sadness turns like an autumn leaf. It, 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 it sat, when you are in sadness, you can take the behaviors you did. You can feel sad about them. They drop to the ground. Imagine that heaviness, right? Like an autumn leaf falling to the ground, that heaviness, it goes through your body. But then guess what? You land in soil that has nutrients. And even though you might be a tiny little dead leaf that then composts into soil and then turns into a sprout and that, you know what, maybe there's a seed in there or like a tree that loses those leaves and then there's new buds. Sadness is effective because it gives you that broken heart, that broken heart, that contrite spirit. And eventually from sadness, when you're done feeling it through, you can be curious. This literally just happened to me the other day. You guys, I, let me share this example. We had gone to a big city here in Costa Rica. It was our first time going there as a family. It's an hour and a half drive and there's no DVD player in our big old boxy van that we bought here. And so we had the kids pack up some toys, but you know, it's just a long drive. And, um, on the way there, we kind of made it through, But on the way home, after a long day running various errands, you know, having a doctor's appointment for my daughter and being just anxious about this skin thing she's got going and we're trying to get it figured out, you know, I just was like pretty much at a nine out of 10 on the anxiety scale. The traffic, um, trying to buy the right medications, making sure they're the right medications, speaking all of this in Spanish. It was a lot. And so we got in the car and I... I wasn't super emotionally available to my kids. My husband wasn't either. We were both pretty tapped and they needed us. And in hindsight, I tell it to you like that. But in the moment, it just felt like I went from totally ignoring them to just like reacting, right? And um, I, so I did, I did react and I reacted in a way that to me personally isn't acceptable and wasn't acceptable. And here's what happened. Number one, I felt shame for about four minutes, but I have been working on not feeling shame a lot because I know that shame just takes me right back to it. Shame makes me like my ancestors were and not like who they wanted to be and who I can be and who we can all collectively be through me, right? And so then I just felt sad and I cried. I cried about the behaviors my kids have been exhibiting that you know, felt like they caused me to react this way. I cried about how I don't have better tools yet and I really want them. That felt like righteous, godly sorrow. That felt like clean sadness. I just cried. I was sad about that I'm not yet where I want to be and that's okay and I can just be sad about it, but I don't need to feel shame about it. I refuse to feel shame about it because I am worthy. I am worthy to have a chance to learn. You are worthy to have a chance to do it right and to fail and try again and to fail and try again. All of us are worthy of second chances and third chances and fourth chances and a hundred chances. And there's no conditions on that. Well, as long as you're really trying, there's no conditions. You just are because God gave them to you through his son, Jesus Christ. End of story. And 
Shame is indulgent, friends. Shame is not taking you to Christ. It's not taking you to a place where you can get solutions and work on this. But you're still worthy, even if you feel shame. But shame's a lie, and it's going to tell you you're not worthy. And so I want to tell you, just be sad instead. Okay? Next time you want to feel shame, just cry instead. You are not the problem. There is, you were, it was all meant to be imperfect from the beginning. Turn towards your savior, Jesus Christ, and turn towards sadness, which takes you to curiosity, which takes you to learning. Come join my membership, lizzielangston.com forward slash membership. It's the postpartum coach membership and come be seen, not in your shame, but in your sadness. Although you can be seen in your shame, I can help you. Right? I can help you turn your shame to sadness and then on to moving outward and forward so that you can go from a winter day and a fall day to a spring day. The seasons remind us that we can keep changing. Right? It's just like I imagine the plants that are under the snow. They have to sit under that snow for like months and months. And they could be like, the stupid winter came again. And um, like, ugh, I don't, I don't get to change my beautiful colors yet. And I have to wait all these months, but they just trust, they trust in the seasons and you can just trust that you were meant to go through this process, that your kids are resilient and together through Christ, you guys can do this, but not with shame, baby, not with shame. It's not invited to this party. It has no place. It cuts you off from who you can be and who everybody in your family line before you was trying to be. And they just didn't know what you know today. All right. Hopefully that helps you. I love you. I don't judge you. And I'll see you on the next one. Take care. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.